Hello, welcome back to the Broken Table Wrestling Podcast. This is episode number five. Uh, today we'll be focusing on the NXT episode from February 28th. Uh, to start off this episode, we were met with the Wesley Open Challenge. Uh, this started out chaotic just like it did two weeks ago with the likes of Dabakato, Apollo Cruz, among others, getting into uh, numerous fights. Uh, until we were met with our challenger, which was the returning Nathan Frazier, something that Alec brought up in the last NXT episode. Uh, so what were your thoughts on this open challenge here? I, I love the Wesley Open Challenge. You know, uh, unlike your, your hatred for the United States Open Challenge, I feel like uh, Wesley makes the Open Challenge a little more prestigious. Um, this specific match, I, I think this was a near five-star match. Um, Nathan Frazier is a great wrestler. I've been waiting for him to come back since Halloween Havoc. He wrestles just like Seth Rollins, and that's something I noticed in that match. And what do you know? His mentor is Seth Rollins, so... That makes a lot of sense. I, I love both of these wrestlers. I, I knew from the second that uh, Fraser came out, it was going to be almost a perfect match, and I, I loved every minute of it. Again, Roadblock is going to be tonight, um, and then we're not really sure what's the next for Wesley and his championship, but I definitely like the idea of uh, Lee and Frazier uh, battling it out for the Open Challenge. Uh, uh, next, we had Inda Sheer, that is the family tag team, against Briggs and Jensen. Uh, Jensen, throughout this match, was definitely very distracted uh, with Keanu James, uh, which kind of continues that storyline like you pointed out. Uh, so I guess, what do you think is next for the women's tag team titles? Because obviously there's still a lot of unfinished business there. Yes, so I feel like they're they're sprinkling that that mini feud into Briggs and Jensen in their matches. So yes, this was a wrestling match, but I think the main, the main point of this match, I mean, it was an, it was a pretty good, it was a fine match. You know, I, I didn't mind, but the main um, point of this match was to further that storyline between Keanu James and even Fallon Henley, because, you know, uh, Fallon Henley's aligned with Briggs and Jensen like family. And if Briggs is distracted over Keanu, or there's some animosity between them. And that puts a fork in the tag team champions. Um, I don't know where specifically the, the women's tag belts are heading. I, I, I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. If they scheduled something for Roadblock, I don't believe they did. So I guess the next stop would be Stand and Deliver. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping to see, you know, whether or not Creative has a firm grasp on these titles. Like, are they just going to? let them drop it at stand and deliver and, you know, treat, kind of treat it like the women's tag team titles on, um, on the main roster, or are they going to, you know, let Fallon and Kiana have their run, you know, continue this drama with Briggs and Jensen, but uh, I'm excited to see no issues with, with this whatsoever. Yeah. I, I think we kind of have the same opinion on tag team titles when it comes to women. It's just like, there's only so many women tag teams that could really fight for them. So I feel like, you know, right now, I get it. You have to have a storyline, and you are correct. I do not think there is a title fight for Roadblock. Um, so I just think it comes down to how long can you keep a storyline going, and are the tag team titles, like the Frazier Zoo is like just going to collect dust if the storyline continues this way. Agreed. Uh, so that was a win for Indusheer, a uh, pretty simple win. Uh, and then we had a Gigi Dolan promo. So, again, we know that Gigi Dolan and 
JC Jade will fight at Roadblock. So that'll be tonight. Uh, this was the first, this was the last time we'll hear the Toxic Attraction song. Uh, that was what Gigi Dolan came out to. Um, Gigi had a very emotional kind of promo. She brought up the abuse of her mother. Um, so I, I was wondering what your thoughts were on bringing something personal like that up and how that builds towards their match tonight at Roadblock. Yeah, so, so whether or not that was just, you know, a work or if it's actually true, it, it was a great decision to go that route. I feel like, I feel like it, what it does is it furthers their feud without even having JC Jane there. Cause obviously she wasn't on, or was she, no, she was, she wasn't on this episode of uh, NXT. So that furthers their, their feud and their eventual match at Roadblock. And I feel like that their feud will proceed Roadblock and go into stand and deliver. Uh, we'll just have to wait for that. But this was a, a main roster level promo. It, it was emotion filled. It was heartfelt. And it, it just, you know, fueled her her momentum going into roadblock. Um and, and I, I think it just it just shows how talented these women are in, over on NXT. You know, not only are they good wrestlers, but they're great on the mic. They could they could cut a good promo. You know, I, I mean a lot of them, like I told you before, are are I would say levels above some of the main roster talent. So it's only a matter of time before we see these current NXT women's talent invade the main roster and have their stints there. But I, I guess a question I have for you is, you know, you have JC Jane, you have Gigi Dolan. How, who do you think comes out on top on at Roadblock tonight? And do you think that they would possibly um, make it a no disqualification to set up for a stand and deliver match? Like someone gets disqualified, in other words, I meant. I don't know. Uh, I think it could go like one or two ways. I think obviously JC Jane is playing the heel kind of role in this. And now after that promo, you could definitely see Gigi is like the face. Mm -hmm. So, but I guess it could go definitely both ways. Like they both could win. I personally think that JC Jade will win. I think it could be better for her character. Uh, I'm not saying anything against Gigi Dolan at all in the character that she has built, but I think that JC Jane, through what we've seen with Toxic Attraction and then the triple threat match with Roxanne Perez, I think she's always kind of had that badass mentality. And I think her coming out on top, again, this will not be the last time they fight. They they most certainly will fight again at Santa Deliver. I guarantee you that. Um, but I think having her come out this way, and it could be in a fishy kind of way, thinking of like JC Jade, like she could like, cheat a little bit to get the win which would set up a no disqualification match at sand deliver like once and for all like finish the whole thing yeah i definitely feel like if they're they are going to fight a stand and deliver um this match will not end cleanly so so someone will either get disqualified you know let's say for example they bring in a chair and, and they, they don't care about the outcome they just get disqualified or jc jane you know does something when the ref isn't looking and ends up coming out on top because i, I feel like while this match is very important, I feel like on the biggest stage of, of the of the NXT universe, Stand and Deliver, that would be a great, great match to add to that card on top of all the other matches that will be on that card. Yeah, definitely super excited for tonight and to see where that keeps going. But those two are definitely like two of the best women's superstars on the NXT roster. For sure. For sure absolutely. Uh, moving on to my favorite faction in the NXT. Absolutely. It's not even close anymore. Um, Chase U had their own little segment. My girl, Thea Hale, she was still very flustered from what happened last week. Um, and Duke had to send out a little apology, but he did make sure to say that uh, he meant what he said. Like, it's not a charity, it's a university. 
Um, and you know, we we talked about it. It's coming. It's a do cuts and heel turn. It's gonna come. Yep. Um, and then Schism hacked the TV that was in the classroom, which I thought was super a great touch, super cool. And again, he made it kind of the Schism way, like really kind of scary. And you know, I'm not really sure where we're gonna head. I mean, we could see stand again. They're not gonna fight at Roadblock, I don't think. Uh, tonight, but I definitely see they could keep building it and stand and deliver could be very possible. But again, I think both of these teams could be champions at some point in time. Um, so I'd like to hear your thoughts on the do cuts and apology and like how sincere you really think it could have been. And then what do you think is next for Chase U and Schism? I, I don't think it was too sincere. I think, it, like you said, it's only a matter of time before do cuts and flips and, 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 turns on the university and and I feel like you know you, you'll probably have the schism versus chase you at stand and deliver and I feel like that is where that is where Duke Hudson will turn if not I, I feel like it's definitely this feud that's going to make Duke Hudson turn um we you have two great teams you know th this feud so far has been nothing but entertaining it's been some pretty good wrestling you know they're two great two great factions that are on opposite sides of the pole uh in the NXT um but I, I just super excited. This is such entertaining content, good wrestling, good segments. I love the schism. I, I like their creepiness, you know, it gives me that Bray Wyatt touch. And um they're just a they're just a strong unit and and you know, four four roots, one tree, that, that's really what they are. So I'm excited for their eventual match, see where that goes, and, and definitely definitely worth keeping keeping an eye on, on Duke Hudson's mannerisms and his and, and, and the way he speaks, because we're getting towards a, a Duke Hudson heel turn, no, no matter what. Yeah, for sure. It's super exciting stuff. Like you said, the segments are good. The wrestling is good. Those two teams work very well together. And again, Chase U is uh, my favorite, I think, ever. Um, we head into a real stretch of women's matches, which was an interesting kind of thing. You don't see that much in main roster stuff. Like You don't see a long stretch of women's matches. So first, we had Miko Satamora versus Zoe Stark. Uh, again, Miko Satamora will be facing Roxanne Perez for the NXT Women's title tonight. Uh, should be a super, super awesome match. Uh, this match was, you know, kind of that just building up Miko Satamora. She needs another win heading into the Roblox match, trying to get more crowd involvement for that match. Um, it was a very good wrestling match, I thought. Uh, what, are, what are your thoughts? I thought it was fantastic. I, I, was, I was super entertained. I thought the wrestling was great. I, I wasn't 100% over on Satamora uh, last week, I thought the wrestling was fine. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't starstruck, but this match definitely solidified um, me being a fan of Mako Satamora. I, th I thought her wrestling is great. I like her style, you know, the, the uh, I believe it's Japanese style, you know, using a lot of kicks. And then you have someone like Zoe Stark, who is just one of the best. She's one of the most talented women, I would argue, in all of WWE. She could wrestle, man. And when you have someone like Zoe Stark, it's very, very easy for her to put Mako Satamara over and, and make her look like the true number one contender. So uh, this match made me that much more excited for the championship match at Roadblock. And I'm excited to see how that goes. You know, Roxanne Perez needs a, a good match right about now because uh, as me and you said um, in past episodes, the, the match at Vengeance Day wasn't, you know, wasn't all that special. I, I wasn't super over on that match. So I think this match is, is the opportunity for Roxanne to have a one-on-one -on -one prove how good she is because we all know she's great and, and put on a barn burner of a match at roadblock. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm very excited for that match tonight. That should be uh very good again. Like we said, Roxanne Perez needs a good match because her last title defense was a little, little lackluster for what it could have been. 
Uh, heading into our next women's match, it actually featured your girl, yeah. Sol Ruka, uh, against Electra Lopez. Uh, Sol Ruka is one of the greatest talents I've ever seen on the NXT roster. She's so agile. She's so good in the ring. Um, again, we had a little extra storyline between Lopez and Valentina Ferros. I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, so, uh, Electra Lopez was looking for the brass knuckles to take out Sol Ruka, uh, but it ended up being Valentina Ferros who took them. Uh, so then it gave Sol the opportunity to win the match and hit her finisher. Um, Feroz then used the brass knuckles against Electra Lopez. This will continue to set up that feud that they are building. Uh, aside from the feud between Lopez and Feroz, try not to be too biased. What are your thoughts on Sol Ruka? I, I just think she's great. I, I love her her gimmick. You know, she, she's a former athlete. And a lot of the times these former athletes, specifically D1 athletes like Sol Ruka, they don't you know, it's hard for them to translate into wrestling. It, it seems like she's been doing it. It's like a Logan Paul scenario. It seems like she's been doing it forever. You know, she's she's great in the ring. I love her work. She's a hundred percent, and and you could you could mark me down saying this hundred percent, a future women's champion in the future. Um, and, and and I think, I think she's gotten so much love from the NXT universe. You know, I I think she's a staple of NXT right now. I like seeing her active week after week. I like her her backstage promos, her, her video packages. It's all great stuff. Um, her opponent, Electra Lopez, I like her too. I, I know she used to lead the Legado del Fantasma, but uh, I, I don't think I was watching back then. But she she's a pretty good little thing going on now. She's a strong opponent. Um, as you said, this is probably uh, going to set up a feud between Valentina Feroz and Electra Lopez, which I'm pretty excited for because Feroz used to be involved in this year, I believe. But ever since they kind of left and, and have fused with Jinder Mahal, that this is a good little thing to have her doing. Um, I don't know if you noticed during this match, but did, did you see the Soul Snatcher? Electro Lopez totally, totally missed the missed the cue and, and did not was not in the right position. So so did you did you catch that? You could definitely see it. It looked a little weird when I was watching it again. I didn't really think too much of it, but now that you pointed out, like you could definitely see like something was missed, like something wasn't right. It didn't look like it normally looks. So I definitely could have noticed that, which is unfortunate, but again, these things yeah. happen. Yeah. I'm not to be, you know, the biased Sol Ruka fan, but I, I think Sol Ruka was in the right position. I, I think, I think electoral pitches did not sell that. And she just wasn't in the right position, and, you know, which happens, you know, it is what it is. It's still, once you find the right camera angle, you, you can make any botched move look, look okay or better than it was. So um, during the replays, it looked a lot better, but you know, still, still a great match. You, you can't expect wrestlers to be perfect. It happens. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, heading into our final of the three women's matches, we have Tiffany Stratton, who I have absolutely fell in love with. Uh, I've started to watch her like TikTok get ready with me. I think she's just an awesome kind of kind of that heel kind of person, like kind of like don't give a shit attitude. I think that's absolutely awesome. Against Katana Chance, uh, weird seeing Katana Chance in a non tag team environment we don't really see her much solo uh so i'd like to get your thought this match was made backstage uh so i'd like to get your thoughts on this match and kind of how you thought katana chance looked outside of the tag team uh environment yes yeah, so this match was great you know these are two really 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 good women's talents tiffany stratton's back from a, a over six month hiatus so I'm, I'm glad that she's back this is my first time witnessing her her style her her wrestling, her promos. I, I think she's great in the mic. She's a great wrestler. I absolutely love her finisher where she does the backflip off the top while jumping on each rope. I think it's fantastic. Um, 
Katana Chance, I tell you this all the time, she's one of the best. She, she's small, but she can move. She, she could do any acrobatic move you need her to do. She'll take really, really risky moves and, and make them amazing, like to the point where you just want to keep seeing her wrestle week after week. And I think it's just great for her. Um, Katana Chance, uh, she came up with the win of this. No, Tiffany Stratton won, right? Yes. Tiffany Stratton uh, did her finisher where she did the backflip and she came up with the win. Um, and to answer your, your second question, I like seeing Katana Chance in a singles run much more than I would as a tag team, even though that their tag team is fantastic with her and and um, Kaden Carter. It's a great tag team, but Kaden, sorry, Katana is so special that you need to have her in a singles run. And, and I guess my question to you is, would you rather see them in, let's say, another tag team title run if they if they were to take it off Kiana and Fallon, or would you rather see, you know, Katana Chance have a singles run considering they had such a long reign as the women's tag team champions? Uh, no, I'm definitely still on the Katana Chance and uh, what's her, uh, Carter, those two. I definitely love them as a tag team, so I definitely want to see another run in them. Nothing against Chance and Carter and what they could possibly do as solos, but I think for right now, I think they are so good together. So I definitely would want to see a, another title run eventually uh, i'm not sure if that ever will come like we don't know but uh i would definitely want to see another one uh thing i forgot to point out in this stratton versus chance matches after uh stratton brought up that she do doesn't care who the winner of roxanne right. versus satamora will be uh she rightfully believes that the title belongs to her so is that going to be the opponent for i think roxanne Perez will win yeah. um so i gonna go with will that be Roxanne's stand and deliver opponent or how do you how do you get to that point from roadblock to stand and deliver how do you build up a Stratton Perez women's championship match yeah I think that's definitely gonna be the stand and deliver match I think that'll be a pretty good match I think this feud has a lot of potential and you have about you know after roadblock I, I don't know if if Tiffany uh, Stratton will come out and, and, you know, cut a promo or do whatever, but you have about a month. So they have a month to put on some good promos, you know, maybe do a couple fiery backstage segments or in-ring segments, you know, where, where all, hell breaks loose, uh, all hell breaks loose. So I feel like this is a very, very good program. I'm very excited. You know, they're giving um, Stratton a little bit of a push, you know, even though she just came back, which I, I don't disagree with. Um, so I'm, 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 ha I'm, I'm happy to see that Stratton will be getting that push and, and um, wondering how she will deal with that extra, you know, extra fame and, and all the, all the highlights because she's going to be on the grand stage of them all. So we'll see if she, you know, can just get right back into it after her hiatus or if she's a little rusty, but I, I think she's great. Yeah. It'll be definitely fun to see if it is in fact, Tiffany Stratton fighting for the women's title at Stan Lillard. Uh, our next match was between Axiom and Hank Walker. Uh, so again, Hank Walker is not involved with Drew Gulak anymore in that kind of weird thing. Uh, Drew Gulak is now with somebody else. I forget his name. Oh, Dempsey. Dempsey, yeah, there you go. That's really uh, Yes. Uh, against Axiom, who Axiom reminds me a lot of these masked luchadors. So first guy I think of is Sin Cara. Uh, Sin Cara was one of my favorites growing up, so I definitely see a lot of Sin Cara in Axiom. And again, Axiom is a cool rendition to the super kick. He makes the flying super kick, which I think is super cool. Axiom picked up a win in a rather short match. 
Uh, and then we saw, you know, with show respect again, these two guys, no bad blood to each other, just, just a nice match to portray both of their styles with a show of respect. So not really talking about Hank Walker because we don't really know what Hank Walker is yet. He's yeah. still kind of young in the business. Um, but what do you think is next for Axiom following a win over Hank Walker? Yeah, I feel like that the main purpose of this match was to one, keep Axiom active on television and two, you know, ele- elevate Hank Walker, give him the experience against um, top tier opponents such as Axiom. So the match was fine. I, I, again, I'm interested to, to see what they do with Hank Walker. My guess is as good as yours, but in terms of Axiom, this guy is great. I, I love him since the first match I ever saw a couple months ago. He's so versatile. Like you said, you know, he has a luchador-esque style to him. He could fly. He, he could he could kick. He could punch. You know, he, he could do everything. And, and I just love seeing him wrestle week after week. I think for him right now, I think he could put on a real good program with, with Wesley. So maybe that's where we'll go, considering he was fighting amongst the the the, the uh, group of people fighting for the open challenge. Maybe we'll get him and Wesley for stand and deliver, which would be a hell of a match, possible five-star match. But um, yeah, I think he's definitely earned a spot to fight for some title, no matter what it is. But uh, I, I just hope he gets that respect and gets that push that he deserves. Yeah, absolutely. Axiom is a is a real talent uh, in the ring, so I definitely could see a further push coming for him. Um, before we get into Carmelo Hayes and Tyler Bate, which is our main event, we saw a little bit of Grayson Waller, mm-hmm. and I don't really want to talk about what like we already know kind of the story, but I think something that is on everybody's mind is come tonight at Roadblock, right? That's tonight, or is that a stand and deliver? No, no, Roadblock. That, that, it's that, Roadblock. That, 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 okay. Um, do we think Shawn Michaels fights Grayson Waller? I mean, I've seen this online. Do I think they will? No. Is there a possibility? Of course there is. Should they? Absolutely not. He keeps Shawn Michaels out of a wrestling ring. He, he, he was, he's had a legendary career, top five of all time, arguably. But uh, he's just not – he's not – at that point, he he's, he's old. His last re- wrestling match was pretty, you know, pretty bad. He, even though it's good to see Shawn Michaels in the ring, um, he's just not in any shape. So, so I guess what you do is 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 I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. And instead of having you know the on paper dream match of Shawn Michaels versus Grayson Waller, you have Shawn go to the Grayson Waller effect. You know, talk some smack, I guess. And what you have him do, and here's a rumor I've heard is is, is you have him bring in a new talent or or you know debut someone that will beat Grayson Waller instead of Sean fighting Grayson Waller himself. So, so kind of a bit of revenge for Grayson Waller without him actually fighting. So th- that's the rumor I've heard. Um, I-, I forgot the name of, of this, this wrestler, but NXT recently signed a luchador from another promotion. I heard he's going to show up on the Grayson Waller effect. I'm not sure, but I think that's how this is going to go is he's going to have someone, you know, eventually beat Grayson Waller, whether it's on the Grayson Waller effect or at stand and deliver. So I, I guess we'll have to see how that works. Very interesting. I hope they don't, they don't, for whatever reason, have Sean versus Grayson. But um, what do you think they'll do? And, and, and how do you think that they should do it? Well, I definitely agree with you. I definitely think that there's a possibility that they do fight and wrestle, whatever. 
Uh, but I don't think they should. I don't think Shawn Michaels needs to be in a ring. I don't think he has anything left to prove. Uh, you know, he's not like Shawn Michaels has never been kind of the guy to just throw in there. Like, like Triple H would have like one match or something like that. Like, no, Shawn Michaels is done. Uh, so hopefully he just stays done. I do like the idea of the Grace Waller effect uh, being Shawn Michaels talks a little smack, kind of earns that respect out of Grace Waller and then brings in maybe a new talent. Maybe you never really truly know uh, someone could be Grace Waller and it just kind of continues to build a feud with Shawn Michaels and Grace Waller, but it keeps Shawn Michaels out of the ring, which I think should be the goal in this feud. Um, so not really much more I have to say on that. I guess we're going to see what happens tonight. Uh, I look forward to it. I think that's going to be my most anticipated thing to watch other than the Roxanne Perez match. Yeah, um, so I definitely am very excited for that tonight. Just one more thought. Um, uh, uh, while I was just thinking, you know, what if he doesn't even, he doesn't even introduce a, a new roster talent. W what if he just pulls someone from the main roster that could beat Grayson's ass like that? I feel could be really, really, really good. And it, it'll be a, a big surprise for the NXT uh, universe is to have someone from the main roster just coming in and, that that's friends with Shawn Michaels, you could say, and beat Grayson Waller's ass. So I feel like that would be a cool touch too. I, I just thought about that now. So so real quick, what would your thoughts be on um, possibly bringing in a main roster talent, and, and and who do you think it could be? Just just to spurt it out. Yeah, I mean, main roster talent. That's uh, that's an interesting point because like again, we've seen like what they've kind of done with main roster talents, and they brought them down. So again, we saw the new day, right? And, now we're seeing Jinder Mahal. So we can find these guys that, yeah, they could maybe they there's no role for them in the WWE. And, um, you know, they get thrown down. If I'm being honest with you, we've talked about this guy every single week. If I'm thinking of one guy who I think could drop down and why not? Because he'd make a big name for himself. Why not Chad Gable? Like, why not go go to stand and deliver or go to roadblock and go fight Grace Wall and go build a feud. You you talked about it in our Raw episode. There's no time, there's no story for Chad Gable right now. They understand they have something, but they have to find the right story. Why not make this the right story? Exactly. And while Chad deserves to be on the main roster week after week, he could put on a real good feud down in NXT and also draw more viewers. So that is a very interesting point. And um, I, I would, I would, I'm so excited to see what is going to happen in this segment overall. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so heading into our last portion of this episode was the main event match that has been talked about. We have all been excited for it. Carmelo Hayes, Tyler Bate, and a real fantastic match. Again, these guys do it every week. Tyler Bate is incredible. And Carmelo Hayes is about what, six months away. Maybe I maybe even less than that from going to the main roster. So it's mm -hmm. super, super, super exciting to watch Carmelo Hayes and Tyler Bate in the ring. Uh, Carmelo Hayes did come out with the win, as he should have. Uh, we're going towards stand deliver him versus Braun Breaker. Um, so obviously he needed to win. Uh, keep pushing himself because he will not have a match at Roadblock. We're going to see Braun Breaker in a six man tag. Um, but then we're really looking forward to stand and deliver Braun Breaker versus Carmelo Hayes. I know you are a big Tyler Bate fan, so oh, I'd love yeah. to get your thoughts on how you thought the match went from a Tyler Bate perspective, not as much a Carmelo Hayes perspective. Yeah, this this was a this was one of possibly two five star matches on the show. I would argue. Um, I thought this match was perfect. I, I was sitting on the edge of my seat every minute of the way. Tyler Bate is just one of those special wrestlers who carries. You know, a special arsenal of moves, you know, that that he brought from the UK. I think he's such a good touch. Um, 
he he's just, his aesthetic is great. His his in ring work is great. I think his promos are developing to be great. He's just I like him the way I like Solberg like new talent or newer talent on NXT that just elevate the brand and and week after week put on great performances. And I just I just love this match so much. Unfortunately, I knew Tyler Bate was gonna have to lose, but at least he went out fighting. And there were a couple of near falls where I thought, will the will they actually make Carmelo Hayes lose? But obviously, that did not happen. But it, it was a great way to elevate the two talents. Obviously, ahead of Carmelo Hayes' Dan Miller match, and Tyler Bate is newly returned, so you need to build him up. Possibly get him into a uh, maybe a rematch with Brian Breaker eventually, or you know even the. North American title. So we'll see where, where that goes from there. Carmelo Hayes has definitely been one of the strongest wrestlers on the main roster and very excited to see how he does a stand deliver. And um, I'd like to get your thoughts on, on this match as well. And I got a question for you after that. Uh, I mean, yeah, in terms of the match, it, it was just about as good as you could have pictured it. Uh, Carmelo Hayes being the talent that he is, being the presence that he is. And then Tyler Bates slowly making his return to the glory that he could definitely have. Um, so I think the match was good. And as you said, unfortunately, Tyler Bate had to lose, but there was enough times in this match where, yeah, there were knit your falls, but it also elevated Tyler Bate to the level that he could be. So, yeah, he's going to have to take the loss, but Tyler Bate is becoming a superstar for the NXT, and it's super exciting to watch. Uh, very well agreed. Um, my, my final question before we end, I would say is, who do you think comes out of stand and deliver the NXT champion? If I'm talking about skill, you got to say Braun Breaker. You absolutely do. There's no way. Um, but I think the Raw after WrestleMania, I think there's going to be a United States Open Challenge, mm -hmm. and I think Braun Breaker is going to be the one to answer it. So I think Carmelo Hayes wins at Stand and Deliver only because Braun Breaker will be at the Raw to WrestleMania and he will hop in to a United States Open Challenge match and solidify himself on the main roster. I love that. I love that um, that idea. Uh, I, I just think if you're looking at it from, from another perspective, I think they spent all this time to really mold and build Carmelo into that uh, that superstar athlete. And, and he's just he's, – he's probably – top five, not even top five, top three wrestler on NXT. Um, I think, you know, if you're going to spend all this time building him up, he should be the one to dethrone Braun Breaker. You know, he has what it takes. Who knows how he'll do it if, if Trick Williams will be involved. But I definitely think uh, Carmelo Hayes will come out on top and then that will send Braun Breaker to the main roster. I guess the only issue with Carmelo Hayes winning is we'd have to wait even longer to see him on the main roster. Because I want him to have a very successful title run if he does win, not not just have it, have the title for three months and then and then leave and then go to the main roster. But um, that's the only issue I, I would say. But yeah, I definitely see Carmelo coming out on top, and I think this is going to be a fantastic match, and I, I I can't wait to watch this match at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, it's really really exciting stuff outside of the main roster, like really exciting stuff on NXT. Uh, again, NXT Roadblock is tonight, so this episode will come out and then it'll lead right in to NXT Roadblock and then we will have a, an entire coverage of that the following week. Uh, that will wrap up episode 5. Uh, this was the NXT February 28th edition. Uh, we hope you all enjoyed listening. Make sure to give the podcast a follow. 
and download the episodes as well as check out all of our past episodes to make sure you're keeping up with not only us, but the WWE. Uh, Everybody have a super, super, super awesome night. Enjoy Roadblock. And we will see you in a couple of days for our SmackDown review. Have a good one, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye.